welcome to the Future Hero Podcast. My name is Baxter. Thank you for pressing play. Let me share and spend some time with you while you move, clean, drive, or whatever it is that you do. I really make these podcasts because I used to turn the TV on just for it to keep me company. Sometimes on long drives, I just would like to hear a human voice that's not saying a bunch of bullcrap. So welcome, and thank you. music that you're listening to is Moonfrog, an artist that I have featured on a meditation that I've done before, but I've never done a full episode with him, and uh, he's uh, just putting out loads of work. He's got a SoundCloud Moonfrog. Of course, you can find all his information in my notes for this podcast. And he just has a, a very... Uh, mellowing sound like he's got some get down in his music but he tends to sort of bring the vibe down into this kind of chill place and that's what I'm feeling tonight one of my obsessions for better or worse is current events I read a lot of it and a couple of years ago, I decided that I would try to read as many different news sources as I could because uh, news sources had, they have become so political that uh, I feel like I, in order to get a, a clear perspective, I'd have to read lots of different sources of news. And so I, I, I would read like six or seven sites, and now it's probably about that many. And I'd read all the sites, like the ones that were um, maybe, you could say, affiliated with me and those that were uh, generally in opposition to me. And that would kind of help me get a shape of the news, and then it would also help me get a shape of the bias in news. And sort of in between the biases, I could sort of begin to find what I thought was perhaps the truth perhaps and of course as you are realizing the bias you start to see the bias and you begin to wonder the mo- about the motivations of the bias in the media and in the, within news and so you're sort of learning two things you're learning what the news is and you're also learning about their bias. And so in the process of keeping up with current events, it's, um, well, it's just revelatory to the pulse and to the mood of our country. Our, well, our country, because I'm reading mostly sites from our country. And right now, 
because of the presidential campaign and uh, many sort of social hot buttons and um, injustices, at least perceived by a lot of us, against certain groups, we're kind of experiencing over here a societal earthquake, like a shaking of all the things that we held to be true. Not true in a capital T sense, but true as in a real sense, that this is the way that we know it to be. And all of that has been shaken to the ground. now we're freaking out and there are some that of us that want to watch it burn and there are some of us that are trying to hold these crumbling walls together and there are some of us that are trumpeting the past and there are others that are pointing us to the future And we're human beings, subject to emotion, and we're getting pissed at everybody. And we're getting pissed at the position that we're being put in. And we're losing our perspective. We're getting caught up in the drama and in the panic of this earthquake. And we're forgetting who we are and the world that we want to have and the world that we want to be in. And as future heroes, whatever theme that means, we're trying to create a future world. We're trying to create a place where our heroes are not even heroes. They're just good people and we want to create that world and the present world is in an earthquake and to carry us into this future world we need love and real love like capital L love that's what we need right now Because with love comes respect and care and empathy and understanding. We we are kind of, as a country and as a people right now, we're kind of in one of these emerge or die moments. Like we're heated up with each other and it's like we need to decide. We're like the couple, the married couple that's fighting. But we can't divorce. We're not going to create a Republican country and a Democratic country. And so we're stuck with each other. And so we need civility for the sake of our everyday life so that we can 
feel safe expressing our political opinions, even if it, that means an awkward dinner conversation, that we feel like we can share without being ostracized, without being put on blast, without being shot down, without being lumped in to every other person that may also feel that way. track this is moon frog moon frog thank you sir for letting me use your music i love it i put together a little playlist from a couple of different uh, an album and an ep that he did i know i sound like i'm coming straight out of the 60s with this let's just love everybody gospel but what other choice do we have to do? I mean, are we seriously going to hate each other after this? Are we seriously going to allow uh, allow this to happen where we turn on each other? It's impossible. And it's like a drone circle where everybody's not listening to each other and it's just a bunch of chaotic noise. And we, you, me, and everybody else that has the vision for it need to be these sources of love, as cheesy as that sounds. That we need to, not just to our friends, but to just the everyday person on the street, we need to be that channel of love. And, and, and of course, I don't think we should walk up and hug everybody. That would be weird. But we can be nice to them. Regardless of the shitty day that we're having, we can be nice to people. And that will, as simple as that sounds, that can usher in love. You ever had, like, a good, really good day, so good that it was, like, week-changing or month-changing or sometimes life-changing, where everything just kind of rolled along in your day and, like, you flowed from one thing to the other? I bet you didn't have meet a mean person that day. I bet you didn't have a rude encounter that day, unless you're turnaround was about the rude encounter but generally when we have those great days it's because we have encountered a type of ease in that day that we feel like the ease itself of the day is profound and nice people are the kind of lubricant to that experience that when you're nice to people you kind of ease you sort of round a corner for them you smooth out a transition for them. You ease a turbulence for them. 
and it's easy and free to do. All it takes is just a little bit of effort. And then you can go back to your struggle. Then you can go back to what's worrying you and what you're dealing with. And all it took from you was just one smile, acknowledgement, just one show of respect. Respect. That's something I'd like to see more of in our interactions with each other, not just in real time, but even online. I think because the threat or the, the reality of looking someone in the face, we have lost our sense of respect when it comes to talking to another human being. And it's interesting because when you start to show people respect in that instant, not always, but most of the time in that instant, they begin to show you respect. It's like their animal inside their human recognizes that you are respecting it, that there is something in your tone that is giving it a, a sense of dignity, that there's some part of it that you are showing respect to because there's some piece of dignity in there that your inner being recognizes. And when someone feels like they're being respected, then they're much more willing to talk without that bias that I was mentioning earlier. That when someone is feeling respected, they feel less threatened. And it is easier to get to a solution if they feel respected. Easier. Not gonna, it's not going to do it. It's not the only component. But when you show respect, especially for someone that you almost violently disagree with, but if you can not resort to belittling them or using curse words or talking condescendingly to them, that and you can show them respect, that you up the odds of peaceful resolution. And it's just that easy. And when someone respects you back, Part of the coolness of the cycle is that it helps build your own self-respect. It almost helps you realize that you're worth respecting. And maybe it shouldn't be that way, but it just kind of is for a lot of us. That when we start to feel a respect, at first it's embarrassing because we don't feel like we deserve it. And then we keep getting respect from cool people. And then we start to realize that we are worthy of respect. And it can be really just as easy as showing respect to someone else. These positive behaviors have kind of like a bounce between the objects. And they're like a rhythm. Respect is shown to one, and that respect is bounced back, and then bounced back, and then on to another person, another person, another person. Suddenly we're talking again and not throwing punches. 
mentioned before, part of love, capital L love, is empathy. And this is something that I have spoken to um, in several podcasts, I think, already. But empathy is that ability that you have to relate to someone and to relate in a very deep way. And sometimes we uh, and I will talk about uh, being empathic, which is like feeling vibe and feelings in the moment. But I want to talk about a bigger picture type empathy in our sort of future world of love here. Where you are, and I've mentioned this before as well, where like an, a type of empathy where you are a bird flying over the landscape of this person's story. You're not judging their story from some distant mountain you call your experience, but you are flying with them as they tell you a story that you are within their landscape almost to the point that you uh, are within their body so that when you meet someone that you have this this empathy muscle that allows you to see that this person that deserves your niceness and deserves your respect has a story that there are characters in their life as well, that there is a narrative running through their life as well. And there are certain stories that we hear that can trigger things in us and turn off our empathy. That we can hear something about their story or see something that they're wearing or some product that they're consuming and it can turn off our empathy. For some people, it's as simple as a sports jersey and suddenly they don't care about the person at all. But I don't, you know, I don't really believe in the devil, but just the literary character. That just seems like something that he would do. That if there was a devil, that he would want us to lose empathy as fast as we could so that we could stop caring and stop reaching out. This ability to imagine another person's struggle and to almost imagine it so deeply that you experience their hurt is love's urgency. I have this belief, honestly, that love is... um, something that we're more afraid to show than we don't know how to show. These things that I'm talking about, there's some sort of fear there sometimes that keeps us from showing. And if it's not a fear, it's a selfishness. And empathy 
and our willingness to be empathic to others' experience keeps us away from that sort of destructive egocentrism. That's beautiful. Again, this is Moonfrog. Big thanks. These musicians that let me use their music are super cool to do it. Right, it's almost dubby. sort of residual that comes out of bringing more love into our society and that is that it brings in a safety where you just begin to feel safer and if you've ever had the fortune of living in a safe neighborhood you know what I'm talking about because there are some areas that are safe and you can have your kids at eight or nine years old walk around the neighborhood and everything's cool and to that kid that is in that safe place that feels this capital of love that they don't maybe realize their life is this amazingly creative thing because their creativity is not spent uh, or neglected or spent coming up with ways to protect itself. And instead, its creativity can just grow just like any plant reaches for the sun. Its, its creativity can flourish when it feels safe. And niceness and respect and empathy, they can help us feel safe and from a safe container. Oh, that's so nice. I love the bass in this. And creativity, my friends, is how we're going to get out of this. It's how we're going to deal with this earthquake. And, and I just want to make sure it's clear. I'm not saying that this earthquake is a bad thing. Earthquakes happen, just like big forest fires, unfortunately. They happen. But earthquakes especially are just these natural shifts. There's not man-made earthquakes, or not really... And they just happen, and that's what's happening now. And we can point fingers, but we can, we're really pointing at, at history. I don't know if we can point to one person or one group that created this earthquake. It's just happening everywhere. 
and we need our creativity and we need our collective creativity like we need all the people even if you believe completely different than i do politically i need your best i need you're on our team and i need your creative best and i don't want to waste my creativity or your creativity on spinning beat bullcrap I don't want to waste our creativity on defending people that we wouldn't even buy a beer for. I want us to use our creativity. I want us to combine our creativity. We disagree on our perspectives, but creativity is creativity. And if we can detach from our perspective for just a second, be nice, respect, and empathize, and be in creativity together, then we might have a way to work this out. And that we might can begin to feel optimistic because it could happen. That it could be just that easy. It's something to think about. You've been listening to Future Hero Podcast. I want to thank uh, Moonfrog for uh, letting me use this music. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great week.